Oh yeah, um, I was gonna say <laughs> if I ran a tavern <laughs> and I ran it with with I'll wait till you get done drinking just in case. Uh, if I ran a tavern and I had nothing but beds, you know what I would call it? The casting couch. No. No. Something along buff the wood, buffed wood, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like buff the wood buff buff the wood it'd be like what are we talking about here exactly and be like well that is up to your creative imagination welcome to ashes pathfinders your dedicated and trusted ashes of creation podcast Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinder. Today, it's just the good old cult leader. Welcome back, Armored Cell. Good to be back. It is, buddy. And uh, before we dig in, I know we're in a new place today. We'll talk about that shortly. But uh, before we dig in, got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, which is over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch over on YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Speaking of week, you want to do us a solid, you can go over to the pin post on our Twitter that I never use, but we do pay attention to it just for you all. And that's over at Ashes Pathfinder right there at the top. You'll see our pin post with all the podcast places. Uh, and if you go over to any of those, give us five stars, leave a comment. Uh, we'll read that here live. We appreciate all the support, including all the subs on my second channel, which we're on today. We're on the channel Vathreus. Well, I'll talk a little bit about that here in the near future, but the only difference in regard to this podcast is literally just where it is live streamed for the live show. It still goes to all the same places. Ain't nothing changed. It's on Ashes HQ, all the podcast platforms, nothing. It's just different when we are live. Um, so why are we doing that? I'm separating Ashes over and creating, uh, treating it more like my own hobby as opposed to what I do as content creation specifically might seem weird. Um, I've kind of explained that. I would just say, if you've got any real questions about that, just come hang out on one of my streams on the Samora channel or here when I'm not doing the Pathfinder podcast uh, with my homies and you will get some more insight into my reasoning for that. Um, the community has been super supportive about it. Really not a lot's changed. This is just where I want to do the stuff that I am basically treating like my hobby, right? So Ashes has kind of transitioned over to more of a hobby thing for me as opposed to a gig, if you will. And I want to treat it that way, right? So it's not really actually different for any of you all. Um, and, and honestly, Ashes stuff is probably going to be here. It's planned that way for the foreseeable future. Um, and I got reasons more on that later, though. Uh, everybody that's dropped subs today, I really appreciate the love. Thank you so, so much. All the first badges are now taken up. Um, you might notice we don't have Daedalus here. Um, so I'm going to give a show announcement today um, before we actually dig into our conversation uh, and everything. Uh, also, I will say that all the emotes here, although limited at this time, um, are more reflective of Ashes stuff too, which is cool because they're all Phoenixes. They're all Phoenix emotes. Um, the sub badges are literally a pile of ash. And then you get a little chick with his eyes peeking out and you got like a little 
little baby phoenix and then it grows into a nice big elder phoenix that's like you know all immortal and legendary and stuff so and uh don't worry those of you who like to give me a hard time about loot ninja stuff there just so happens to be a pile of ash with the loot chest in it you all can have fun with also kind of reflected more of ashes so there you go this is the place where i hang out with my homies and just have fun okay so we need an evil sim here however <laughs> well there might be something in the works for that but it's just a dark phoenix but it's fine we'll leave it there okay homies uh welcome in everybody we don't have daedalus here it's just armored cell and i so there's a second announcement for this podcast that you'll probably want to tuck away for a rainy day so you're not like in or just so you are in the know this podcast is actually going to be changing day and time we have been a sunday podcast for as long as this podcast has actually been a thing this is new it, it has only everything to do with the cast members and what is the best fit for our schedules uh combined and that means that we're going to be moving to when we get back, which I'll piggyback and explain that a little bit. When we get back from a short break, we will be doing our podcast Fridays at 6 p.m. CDT, which is kind of good on the days or the weeks where we get the developer live stream because you'll get to hear our take on a lot of the new stuff shortly after later in that same day. Mm-hmm. Um and it'll actually be for me, it'll it'll mean it's one less day that I'll have to actually incorporate into committing to streaming. Right. Because right now my my schedule on my other channel, Samorg, is what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it's gonna be Friday starting next week with no weekends. That means I'll actually get to have weekends off like a normal human for the first time in how, however many years this podcast has actually been going um i'll actually and so i'll just ship my book stuck to that stuff to there but we are going to be taking a break i think our next when are you back armored cell you're not back till early august right yeah and so it's daedalus um, yeah so i'm back on like the fifth oh the uh, the, 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 the fourth for you okay so the fourth is gonna probably be our next one if it's just daedalus and i cool if not if armored cell is able to make it back we'll see what happens but that's when we're gonna be picking back up on our podcast it's looking like the fourth if that changes i'll keep you posted in discord but we're gonna have a couple weeks off we got armored cell is gonna be gone for a bit daedalus is gone right now honestly i'll be taking some time to do some work on my map and give me a little bit of a of a break i think a little bit of a breather there before things kick up because this channel will be doing uh, a little bit more than it has as well, um, including the podcast being committed to this channel for the foreseeable future. So doesn't mean that that won't ever change. It is possible. Change is the universal constant, right? Of course. So it's inevitable that change will happen. I just don't know whether that'll be be something you have to worry about here, but it doesn't matter because if you're a homie, and you're you're sticking around this domain well you you you'll catch me anyway um so okay and you'll catch the show with the same homies that you know hey we're rhyming a little bit okay first of all i saw that arthas Dawnbreaker, our homie here in chat uh that i saw talking a little bit ago um i saw that he is he has posted something in discord 
about the tangents Steven appearance thing. Um, another mm-hmm. podcast, if you all know it. Uh, he jumped on there and ch- t- chat a little bit. So while we're actually getting started, we got two things on the agenda. And we'll we'll probably lightly touch on what was actually showcased over there because um yeah. if if you if you actually are following Ash's development pretty concretely like a lot of us, um then it's not gonna really be a surprise that um yeah, it's not really going to be a shocker. And now I just lost my train of thought. Anyway, whatever. It, it's oh, it's not going to be a shocker that uh, some of the things that are shared by Stephen on multiple places that he visits tend to be repetitive because there's a lot of people there that don't know this general information. Mm-hmm. But for those of us that follow it more closely, there are some clarifiers that are there, things like that. Um, so we will clarify some definitely on that. Yeah, really th- yeah, it definitely looks like a good clarifier. Um, so I'm gonna copy that, uh, modify it a little bit as we're getting started here, and um, we'll kind of chat about that in a little bit. So we've got two other things to talk about, but we'll catch up first. Armored Cell, how the hell you been doing? Also, I just got a note. I can see myself uh, in that hood behind you a little bit more clearly today for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I decided to move the camera more closely because I was always <laughs> looking at you, but I'll be looking off camera because the camera's really over here facing me. So I moved it over more, but now you can see outside the doorway. So I can yeah. see the little creepy birds in there. It's all right. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So next two weeks, I'll be in my Hobbit land. I'll be seeing my family, my, taking my little one to see my uh, sisters and cousins and stuff. So that's going to be a good thing for me. Um, because if people might not know, I'm actually Kiwi, but I live in mm-hmm. Australia, so it's like, like New Zealand's like I didn't uh, know that, yeah, yeah. New Zealand is like uh, Australia's Canada, if you want to look at it like that. So that you got you're, yeah. you're like Australia, and Canada's your New Zealand. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're going. Um, we're going to go to uh, Auckland, and we're going to probably go to like snowfields, snowfields and stuff, which is pretty nice. Um, but recently, uh, me and my mates have been playing Celesta because we kind of grind it out before I come back from New Zealand and play uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which is super in depth, and people were like super excited for that. So am I. So we're trying to smash out Celesta before because we're at level Excellent. 11 now. So we nearly smashed it out, like level 12 is max, I think, on that one. So we nearly smashed that out. Um, but yeah, I've been having a good time this week apart from a few things with work, but that's another thing. Another I did story. show in Discord uh, my new pair of shoes I bought. Yeah, those are those are pretty pretty righteous kicks, man. Twenty bucks. Yeah, well, like what? Yeah, twenty bucks for twenty bucks for a two hundred fifty pair of um Nikes or whatever they are. Gosh. I don't really I'm not really a shoe guy, but finding size thirteen shoes is so hard, man. Like yeah. So as uh, soon as I saw them, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy them for myself. I was thinking about reselling them, but then I was like, no, these are these are actually good shoes. I'm sick of my sick of my little fucking normal <laughs> shoes. Yeah, man. Uh, God, what's been going on this week for me? Um, it's a lot of damn work. Uh, so if, the cool thing is, you is work the, too much. Huh? You work too much. I, I know it's a problem. I think everybody that knows me or knows me long enough knows that I pretty much am always busy. I think that like that's one of the one things that like in my personal life I've always like struggled with because people and you know friends and stuff are like oh this guy doesn't give a damn about anybody and I'm really just like lost in my own world like tunnel visioned into working on things 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put in like five or six hours yesterday. People don't realize how much time goes into preparing a content, you know, a, po- a podcast or a live stream um, or any of that. So appreciate the bits and subs over here. Wasn't expecting all that, all that, you know, outpouring of like love and stuff in chat today um, on what is literally a second channel. But I really appreciate that, y'all. It was really cool of you. Um, yeah. So this, the, the life's justice, you'll notice it is on both channels, but it responds somewhat differently. Certain things are there because they're applicable to one channel versus another. Um, but the, the ashes commands are there for both of them. I got the bot working double time now and two different domains doing the same thing. So the theme that you all are used to generally is there. The differences on the other channel, um, all of the uh, raid stuff is gone. Um, but it is still exists for this place. Um, so anyway, uh, what else? Yeah, I'm, I'm basically in the like waiting period to get my manuscript back right now um, for my editor. She's working on it to like, I think the deadline is she's gonna get back to me by like July 31st. So I'm kind of enjoying the fact that I can just kind of chill a little bit and not feel we'll like- September. Yeah. So I ended up switching to a different dude um, per the last. She was like, I think this guy's a better fit. Um, I showed it off on one stream a while back or whatever. But I think if you're in the master score, I posted it in that discord. um, So it's there in the announcements. But uh, yeah, so I meet with that guy September 1st. And then by the end of September, he'll be done with it. Should line up about the same time that I should be done with the edits for my book. Knock on wood, pending nothing delays it because, you know, you can't rush a creative process. You got to do right by I got to do right by the story. And it's more important that the story delivers the first time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's kind of been it's been it's been busy. It's been busy around here. been grinding out some CSGO on my main channel now. Going to be grinding some more out this next week. Um, CS2 is coming out, so I'm pretty stoked about it. Been honing my skills, getting used to the vast difference between uh, modern day shooters and CSGO. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um, but it's I've been having fun, man. It's been kind of nice this month. I've just been basically going live, playing games, having fun, chilling and chatting. You know, yeah. not really focusing on anything too seriously right now. I'm just trying to take everything a little bit more easily moving forward right now and just kind of, you know, not grind as hard, I guess. Although yeah, it's kind of it's inevitable. Good to, have, good to have a mental break too. Yeah. If you're always on that strain, you're going to end up mm-hmm. just messing something up. Yeah, and I'm I'm like notorious for, yeah. <laughs> as someone, someone in chat is going to probably call me out for this, but I, I am notorious for grinding myself to the point where I get sick and then having to be down for a week because I'm like recuperating. So try not to get to the point where I do that to myself anymore in the future. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I am only human at the at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh man, do you ever from Alfina in chat there? She, y'all know. Yeah, I got like I got a few second moms around here who try to look out for me and is appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what 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 do we have to talk about today? Well, New cosmetics, um, which I guess we could kind of dig in on. We've got the freehold article that dropped, and then we got some of the discussion point around, uh, you know, 
where what was going on on tangents when Steven dropped by there. He's making his rounds again. Um, it's kind of what he does. Good signs. Yeah, usually when you see him do this, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like lead anybody on. Drink my water too, uh, Serena. Chat, yes, ma'am. I will work on that. When usually you see Stephen doing this, he did this before Alpha, and I think, I think actually, Armand, so you and I talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? He did this the several months or so leading up to when they got to Alpha One. Yeah. That was the first, as I called it, the. Um, the ashes hype train where he went around to big creators and smaller ones and did a lot of podcasts and like did a lot yeah. of conversations. Haven't seen him really dig in with the big dogs yet. I have a feeling over the next few months, that'll probably start to happen again. Um, I feel like it's going to happen probably if the crafting yeah. or the node, I wouldn't be surprised if he like jumps as soon as Asman like, makes his sort of mm-hmm. impression on it. And he's like, tries to jump in that. I get, I, I can see that happening. Yeah. So, and if you think about it, right, we got like what six months or less right now, less than six months until he talked about there being testing, not necessarily yeah. open alpha two, but maybe yeah. back end testing. So yeah. I could see him sort of being more active. Plus, also, he's got the new person in Jeff's position. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably got a little bit more free time. He's not wearing as many hats now again. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had him on here. I mean, like I went on their thing. Yeah, you went on. But we haven't had him on here for all of us to talk to him and mm. episode uh oh my god, I don't remember, man. Was it episode no? No, he didn't join for episode two hundred. It was like the hundredth episode. And then he did he did episodes after that though. Where yeah, it was around Alpha One. Yeah, it was yeah. before Alpha One. It did pop in during Alpha One. Yeah, so that was the last time we actually got him on here. So who knows? I don't know if he'll be dropping by. I'm not gonna be greedy about it. I went over there and participated on a round table on their on their actual yeah. uh channel. So we'll just see what happens. But I see him making his rounds. So I don't expect it to really stop anytime yeah. soon. My my advice is if you see someone in the uh and the Ashes creation sort of thing, pop in and they might see um, Stephen pop in because he wasn't even meant to be on tangents. He just he just he just yeah. popped in and took it over. So right. don't be surprised if that sort of happens. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see him doing some more of that. You know, um, and, and I just want to say something too. People are like, "Oh, Sim, I've been, I've gotten this a few times, and I appreciate the sentiment." But some people are like, "Oh, Sim, when's he going to come be on Ashes Pathfinders again?" I'm like, "Hey, man." Just going to put it out there like, you know, uh, he's shown this podcast specifically quite a bit of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, he's spreading the love, man. There's a lot of other places he still hasn't been or hasn't been to in a long time. Um, so I'm not going to be greedy about it. I totally, you know, uh, appreciate when he does join us, but I'm not going to pressure him to, to come be a part of the podcast anytime soon just because yeah. respect his time. We got we got the kid collaborate and get some questions together not that long ago. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Low key, that's why Daedalus isn't on streams. Crusader and check him on, man. <laughs> no, it's not. Um yes. Okay. Now, why don't we go on ahead and 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 dig into these new cosmetics? Um yeah. I'm gonna throw these up. We've got them kind of popping off there. Um uh, yeah, there too. There was 
And there we go. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to read over this one. I'm going to link it in chat. They called this one, uh, and this was as of posted 7-11. This is the Faisal pack. This is what this is. This is definitely a Faisal pack, uh, in my opinion, as well. I think I think so, too. Um, but there it is. You can check it out for yourself. Um, call us Charms and Good Fortune. This definitely had a lot about the Veiloon. Uh, they talked about, uh, I don't even know how they pronounce that. A lovely young Falaha or female commoner who went by the name of Samia or Samia. This sounds like, so here's the story, okay? This is what they're talking about. And this is like the theme about this. I'm going to go ahead and share it. And I'm going to go ahead and play the cosmetics. So y'all can enjoy looking at them one by one. But that according to tradition, Samia fell deeply in love with the devilishly handsome and possibly ancient Jinn spirit whom she called Abu, with no wealth to speak of and little else of value to proffer as an offering. Uh, Samia went off in search of treasure of great value that might make her more appealing as a potential mate. The search took her all across Vera until eventually by sword, by guile and good fortune, she found just the gift. Um, she discovered five rings of gold, so dazzling to behold that the jinn recognized their great value and unequaled beauty the moment he set eyes upon them and knew that they must be his. Thus, the jinn and Falaha haggled back and forth on price before finally striking a bargain. In exchange for the golden rings, the jinn not only agreed to wed her, but also to remain by her side in visible corporeal form forever. Today, the reenactment of Samia's journey is an important uh, coming-of-age ritual for the Veiloon children called Riha Kalb. I'm probably butchering the way this is actually uh, said, but the Heart Quest. The Veiloon believe that the Heart Quest must be successfully completed before they can reach spiritual adulthood when their blood will forever be tied, the elemental spirits of earth, air, fire, and wind. What's interesting about this is this is like Vera's Valentine's Day mythology almost right something yeah. bigger than mythology because it's actually based on love story so this seems like going to be it's going to be the romantic seasonal thing but it has way more to it than like valentine's day or something does in our world right yeah what were your thoughts about the about the story blurb that we got so this uh, my curious thing is like those rings might be some sort of like artifacts or something because if it's something as mm -hmm. valuable as a gin wants Mm -hmm. so I'd say it's something powerful, right? But the oh, yeah. the really cool thing is about this quest that I'm interested in, right? The quest where it says you reach a spiritual adulthood. We, I remember we talked at one point about um, different races having like different um, like lineage textures, like yep. the, um, the orc having the, the dragon, was it? Yeah, I think it was dragon, yeah. right? For the Renkai, right? Yeah. And we've already talked about how their skins are between red and green. And in the like that's sort of like the only um tradition where like yeah. the only are like uh red green dragon like creatures um so i'm wondering if like so you know in outer scrolls how you like have the ancestral spirit and the dark elves sort of scenario i'm wondering if you're going to have something that's similar to that with um the Veiloon. when you reach it's like spiritual enlightenment you have your own like spiritual being next to you Mm. Or you come to that sort of form because we're saying like earth, wind, water elements, fire. yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like th that's sort of like your racial awakening, like your 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 lineage factor. So like that's why I'm really interested about that. But like once again, you also said about the 
this has been like the event for Valentine's Day. I also like that because like we've always said mm-hmm. we want these events in the game, yeah. but we don't want it to be like Christmas and like Christmas trees and stuff. We want it to be something similar. That's <laughs> no, 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 that's... nah. That's that's more like being like the truest self. Um, but I would, I'd love to be an orc that was like had like draconic skin or like because you can't become a dragonborn, but like you could become like uh, orc dragon skin like creature, and that would be I'd love to be that sort of race. Mm-hmm. And like the Valoon having that the that gin lineage, it, it just feels so right. Um, but what I was getting with the um, with the events was. Like we do want some sort of like end of year festival. Like, I'm hoping there's going to be end of year festival as well because like there's already the you're talking about the Valentine's one, and this could be the Valentine's event, right. which would then they can tie into that. So we do want the events in game, but do we want them tied with the real life ones though? Because like right, because like depends how long the cycles are. Because like what true a year so far they said a year is like a month. Like there's uh, like the three to four weeks or something week. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what they're working on currently. But we we still said that was a bit too short. Yeah. But we got to do testing on like the growing crops and stuff, see how how well that works. But um but yeah, like that's that's sort of where I'm coming with this. I do like the um I do, do want to say one skin that I like is the um uh, little uh pet. It reminds me of um what's the monkey called from um Aladdin? Oh, I don't remember the name. Um, I can't remember I can't the name. Remember. Yeah, it's little... oh, it's Abu. There we go. Ke- Abu. Yeah, Chad always brings it home. Like it. Yeah, it's got a little vest like it. That's that's what it reminds me of because it's got a little vest, same as the um, yeah, Aladdin one. So that's where I got that. I was like, that looks really really cool. Man, dude, you know what else that that, that we haven't mentioned about this? I mean, if you ask me, these are when you talk about the the Valoon have Jin ancestry. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There it is. So the heart quest is probably gonna be a pretty big deal for the Valoon people, I feel like. Oh yeah. Gotta be. Um most of the rest of these cosmetics, um the the silk for Dune Hunter, which is like like a Finnick Fox to me. It looks like a lot of like our Finnick yeah. Foxes. Yeah, and the peering loris, which I forget what little creature in our world that looks like. Um, but th- those... I think it's called an eye eye. Maybe it's an eye eye, like thicker, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I-, I dig the creatures, man. I just I don't know if I'm at a place where I these don't seem unique enough in terms of like. So the these creatures are clearly going to be in the world somewhere. I'll probably be able to get yeah. as a pet at some point. So the unique appearances of the, the the mount and the pet don't really appeal to me a ton mm-hmm. because I'm pretty confident those those actual creatures with probably different color variations will probably be in the world. And I probably would want a you know gray or like you know charcoal gray yeah. kind of colored one, um, you know, or something well, like you've that. Always like a, you've always been like a high fantasy sort of person right i i am yeah that's totally fair yeah i'm I'm definitely a a very big high fantasy person um epic high fantasy is my jam my thing yeah so i get it i get that a lot yeah but like i do i do like the creatures and it's uh but yeah i do i do agree like doesn't feel as unique but in saying that though we don't 
it's a lot harder for these sort of ones because like maybe the the static color is like black and white and this one like gray and it's like oh it's like the shiny version of a pokemon sort of scenario but like <laughs> you know I mean? a sand limit what's a sand limit Sorry, I'm getting distracted by chat. You're okay. They they've, they're really great at doing that, you know. Yeah. That this one definitely is like oh, I yeah. feel I feel like this feels more like if I was to look at this, I feel like definitely like more like the Saudi Arabian sort of mm-hmm. Arabian like influence to these yeah. specifically out of out of the majority of the um out of you know what what influences could be there the ship. That's an interesting ship that's kind of got a bit of like almost gives me like Egyptian vibes a little bit to like those yeah, old yeah. yeah um like the stork. The yeah. Stork. It's like it's like a stork, but I've got a lot to call it. I remember seeing them in the um like Egyptian um documentaries and stuff. Like they're just like searching through the, like the um the moshes and like the um the sandbanks looking for fish and stuff. Right. Um I've got a lot to call, but they stand very still, they've got very long legs. Um but the closest thing I can think of is like a stork. Freaking stork. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about too, honestly, was like it looks like a stork because of the big, long beak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Garden of Love. I mean, that freehold cosmetic, just because of the fact that there are waterfalls coming down off of it. Yeah. I wish the architecture was different, but it gives me Hanging Garden of uh, Babylon vibes, but small smaller version yeah. of it um it was pretty cool um the, most of the descriptions on these didn't didn't really like they didn't really jump hit out. me yeah they didn't really right. jump out i mean they were they're definitely specific and they're definitely um you know oriented towards that initial blurb but the initial blurb itself specifically about the heart um the heart quest mm-hmm. and that being like the earliest union of like um, you know what I do wonder about that? The earliest union of the Jin and and, and the uh you know, well, the now Veiloon. But yeah. I look at that and I go, so here's a question. Did that Jin outlive his mate? And then is that like a Jin that still exists in the world? You know what I mean? That actually walks yeah. among the people? Yeah. Or did the Jin like die as well? Are they both immortalized in some way and still like around, or are they both gone? Yeah, like one, we don't know what sort of powers these sort of gins have. Exactly. We don't know if they're bound to like any object, like a genie in a lamp sort of scenario. Um, but I would assume that since there's like, I believe it's some like spirit or something, uh, um, like it's a spiritual awakening. So I'm not sure. Yeah, spiritual awakening. Die from from age. I would assume not. And if you mm. like, if you're married to someone, I assume if you have the power, you'd want to make them ageless as well. Yeah. So maybe she might have turned gen like since the, the ancestry factor. Maybe they use some sort of magic to turn her gin-ish. Um. Well, I'm hoping that these are like law characters that we do get to meet, because that that would really be intriguing for me. Um. Because then you could see like the yeah. the the first. Uh, ancestor, because then, like, what if we saw one of the first dragons too? Like, I wonder what the love Dude, story for the dragon one. That'd be sick, right? That'd be so cool. Yeah, like that. As long as it's not like um, 
uh, Donkey and, uh, and Shrek. <laughs> All right. Another donkey? Play. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's got flying um, donkey dragon. <laughs> oh my god. You imagine that it'd be a creature like a like a gliding donkey. I could see a, gl a gliding donkey being in this game. I'm not saying it should be in this game, but if, if ever there was going to be a donkey with wings, I would see it in ashes gliding down from the, high, the highest cliffs, <laughs> cliffs I mean, or something. There's the, pig, there's the pig chicken, there's the flying pig, there's, there's all these sort of half creatures, so it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, a donkey dragon. Donkey a donkey squirrel. dragon, dude. Oh my god, dude! So overall, the, the cosmetics are pretty cool thematically. They definitely they strongly hit on the Middle Eastern vibe. Yeah, they definitely did hit that vibe. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very valuable. High fantasy, so it's not like mm -hmm. overly appealing. They're right. like, I, I can see where where they're coming from with the um with the the inspiration from like Aladdin and like that sort yeah. of sort of scenario. So I do like that. I hope that that freehold does like because you know how like there's certain effects of weather and stuff. I'm hoping when you walk past that freehold, since you've got a constant yeah. waterfall, you might have like a rainbow with certain angles that you look at it because of the the mist. That would be really cool. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that would be a medium one too, a medium household, because that new update that's letting everyone know mm. what the skins are for what size. Perfect uh, segue, actually. Why don't we go mm -hmm. ahead and share that with uh, chat real quick? If you haven't caught it, uh, Ashes of Creation posted a news post on July 14th, which was literally two days ago, time of this live show right here that we're doing, exploring the boundless opportunities of freeholds. Yes, yes. So there's there's definitely a lot more specificity around what goes where right it's really well outlined i mean you see like the one thing i liked was the barony and estates that was uh that was a very interesting one um yeah. kind of like uh you go down if y'all are like looking at this you go down to like the second bullet point or uh heading down and basically it's it's talking about the the regions around each node the parcels of land reserved for specifically for freeholds and guild halls so that yeah, stuff's so yeah, it's outlined pretty well. You can see the guild halls, like how how many of them there are there, right? You see the node name. many guild halls. It's what six around the node center, right? Basically, yeah. um, now, guild halls the same as guild castle sort of thing, or is it yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Guild halls basically okay. your yeah your guild. Uh, it's like your guild. It, it could become like fortress, right? It yeah, become yeah, a fortress. Yeah. Um. And this is one of those this is one of those aspects or elements that are specifically tied to espionage and things like that where like you yeah. know those things are kind of going to be happening um yeah. so there you go there's that yeah so this this to me was actually a really good point i'm not gonna like dig it too heavily here um but it's it's quite interesting because they it, the way it looks is like you know it's almost you basically have like and it reminds me not the same thing but the imperial city and the elder scrolls online you got cyrodiil which is the uh you know the, the the great imperial city at the center of uh that area of the land of tamriel um and so like at the center and when you go into like the mmorpg to play do pvp etc you got like the imperial city you got like the castles around it and there's castles that are spread out across the map those that surround the Imperial City 
are specifically vital for uh, basically a, a, a crew acquiring um, emperorship, right? When I became an emperor in that game doing PvP, you had to be the highest alliance points, and then you also had to be at the top of alliance points for your alliance when your alliance capped all the all the castles, and then you become the emperor, right? So that's like how that works there. This clearly isn't the same dynamic. This is interesting to me because similarly, you got what is like your capital city, your metropolis potentially, and you've got the, what I'm looking at as being is probably your greatest guilds who have their halls, you know? Yeah. So they're probably all going to be, you know, your, your citizens, right? Some of the, maybe the strongest, the largest, the most influential um, that are there. And yeah. So, so it's interesting because they're going to be quite close to home and this layout specifically was pretty cool because it's like, you know, the, they show this one called Miraleth and, uh, you know, it's like there's like right by like a lake or whatever and then you've got these streams yeah. and things around it um, or the river's flowing or whatever and you've got all these, uh, these guild halls there and it shows yeah. you the estates, it shows you their... The little branches, their their land boundaries, and everything. Um, so it's pretty cool to look at, and they've they've definitely clarified more information, um, including yeah. the sizes of the homes. Um, you know, artisan buildings, like you said, a lot of uh, uh, what cosmetics are going to go where, uh, setting a permission, losing a freehold, and then of course like some Q and A uh, FAQ rather that are there um, as well. So, and those Q&A points, by the way, are not the same Q&A points that we had on the developer live stream. These are very specific to, you know, uh, sort of, it looks like they're clarifying things that the community's kind of been wondering about as well. So definitely would encourage people if you're interested to go check that article out. Um, I guess, um, well, let me go ahead and remove this cosmetics. It doesn't need to be up there anymore. Uh, I guess what I'm curious about is what was your overall takeaway from looking at this particular news article you know versus what we got previously in the developer live stream recently um so i didn't realize it was going to be like the skins were sort of for like my skins were only for like medium or large so i'm glad he sort of brought that up and uh, it was interesting to see that like the um the business buildings were all like could be all interchangeable um yeah. it makes it makes things very interesting um but people have brought up the point of if like if you've got a tavern and someone's rowdy you should be able to kick him out like if, if it's like open voice chat and they're like yeah. not being respectful or whatever you should be able to kick him out and so far they said you can't really ban people from your freehold but i feel like if you have you should be able to like hire npc guards or something for some perk maybe that to be able to like hey this person's a flagged person keep them out but in saying that though i don't want them to be weaponized to be like all right we got a really good player in here let's flag him so the npcs will go and attack him so that's that's sort of like there's a weird sort of scenario of how to get someone out of your freehold without killing them right because I, you don't want to game a system like that well sorry i mm -hmm. i would game a system like that but i don't want that to be a thing because then no one's ever going to go to anyone's freehold um I did see like, um, like I, it answered quite a lot of questions. Um, yeah, like 
you can't steal from freeholds. How close? It's it's all been pretty much answered a little, a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, but they did say that the number of freeholds was like in the low thousands. So that that still quite a fair number, right? Yeah. Like it's not like it's not like you're not getting any. But as I right. said, like ever since I found out that you can still do your artisan skills through the get like the actual node itself, like husbandry, animal like uh, uh, farming, all the rest of it. I was like, okay, I'm happy because like as long as I'm not getting locked out of the beginning skills of those um, skill trees because I don't have a freehold. That's that was my main concern, but now that I know that, like, and there's a few things that he's clarified and other, the other thing that we'll talk about later, that made me happy that it's not just uh, gold bidding. There's other methods of doing that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but they did say like, if you don't like the way the cosmetic worked or fit on your thing, they'll refund you on embers. I believe they said on here. Right. So like, and then he's got a full list of everything that you've got. Like like summer freehold appearance tail free is a freehold large houses. He's got a huge list here which everyone's been asking for. So now that we've got this this baseline of how things work, I feel like it's going to bring more clarity to the future of buying more cosmetics. But I think that's coming to an end. Anyway. It is, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but overall, I did. It was a good uh, article. We haven't had a good article in a while. True. And I hope we do get more articles in the future because this is what sort of I look at more than the live streams, to be honest. Like, the live streams are always, like, a big wow factor for me. But the big information dumps is what I really like. Like, for example, like, the skin, the cosmetic pack just in. It was just like, yeah, the skin's okay. But what was really intriguing was the uh, the uh, heart quest event. I was like, that that means a lot more to me than the skins themselves. So I'm not going to buy the skins, but knowing that little bit more of lore of how an event happens within the world and that sort of bit of backstory on the gin and the balloon really brings more depth to the world for me. And that's what I really dig. So as I said, like these articles are really good and I really hope Stephen does more of them in the future. Absolutely. Um, but there's still more questions in there and that's why he jumped into another stream, which we'll probably j- jump into a little bit but what did you find out of the stream did you find, not stream um, the article article yeah i mean to me i wanted to so i think to me the barony and estates was the big thing that really stood out the most for me um the development of the freehold wasn't a big one the artisan buildings we'd pretty much heard about previously um yeah. business buildings we had talked about as well um you know they elaborated a little bit more on the the farming and livestock which wasn't really super new uh, the the yeah. losing a freehold, I think, is ex- extremely important because people yeah. have had a lot of questions about that. So I thought that it was really good that they they had a really strong clarifier on the losing a freehold area there that really sort of yeah. um, resolved a lot of, I'd say, uncertainty that you know people had. It's like, oh, well, I remember them saying this or I remember them saying this or it said this in the wiki. But yeah, but I heard this in the dev stream and this really yeah. sort of reinforced like, here's the here's the deal. Um well, what you said about freeholds and a tavern, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like double down on this. I think it's a pretty big missed opportunity, uh, especially from an RP perspective, that someone, it's their freehold, it's their tavern, but they can't decide if someone's banned from it. That, I don't know, man. I, I know that like from a development standpoint, maybe that's not really something that's factored in at least yeah. at the state at launch. 
but I think that it's a pretty big missed opportunity because you're going to like if it's like, you know, someone's tavern and they really don't like someone and then that person comes in there just to be like a pain in the ass all the time. As a tavern owner, I can't decide who's in my tavern. Like I can't bounce somebody like I think in the beginning, I get why that's not something that they got yeah, built yeah. into development timeline. Um, but I think it's a pretty big missed opportunity for not only role play, but just like have an owner peace of mind, you know, if you want to, yeah. uh, to, to kind of not have that built in. So maybe, uh, hopefully, I hope that maybe later on down the road that that's something that they'll consider adding, whether it's, uh, I don't know, man, like, a, 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 like you said, guards or revoking privileges, um, you know, something like that to, to remove somebody like from having access. Cause I mean, if you're a tavern owner, you're like, you, you've caused a problem in the tavern you're out you're bounced bounced out for now you know that makes sense when it's like they just keep coming in you you can kind of see where that could become problematic so yeah that that uh, i feel like it could invite toxicity sure yeah that, that, that's that's my concern um yeah. like even if it's like that's another thing too like if you're free your freehold's on a safe zone but your house is does that mean right. that when you're trying to sell things to people on the tavern, you're like in a dialogue sort of thing and you're making something, they can start attacking you while you're crafting? Or like... Sounds like it. I mean, why couldn't they if they're if you're not safe anywhere except for your actual home? I feel like role play wise, it makes sense for the not not the freehold itself, but maybe the tavern to have like bounces. Like, yeah. like it makes sense, right? You're going to have like some big burly dude or big burly chick or whatever, like at the front door, like getting ready to just kick these people out, even if you're just. I'd love to see like a big burly, big burly um, uh, orc chick hog tie someone and just tie them <laughs> outside and fucking just throw them uh, outside. That's great. Right. Just, just get absolutely mad. <laughs> You're going to jail. Yeah. Get out. God, it you would be good. Yeah. If I if we could like actually hire NPCs, I'd so want a couple stout dwarves. I ever, if I ever ran a tavern, I'd be like, you know, you're gonna get bounced by, by the dwarves, man. You better be careful. Yeah. Some do near dwarves for sure. Or yeah. you control a little bit and have them be cool or whatever. So, yeah, that's my thought. This yeah. this was a good article. Um, I'm I'm pretty happy with it, honestly. It's it's a it's a, it's a good time. But I I just I'm I'm with you. I like the live streams. The dev live streams are a good time. They really are. But man, we haven't had a good article in ages, man. Yeah. We haven't. This one was good stuff. And I love the visuals for everything. Yeah. You know, I love that they had art for it all to sort of like, you know, pair up with what they're talking about. And people are like, I don't give a shit about art. Art's this and that. I'd be like, all right, well, fine. You don't care. Some of us care about that stuff. You know, having concept art for the scale that, that we got to watch them um, showcase, um, that's really cool, man. Um, especially since in the concept versus what we saw, um, the livestock areas and the crop areas aren't the same, which means, to me, says there's going to be some variation in that. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, do we want to... Like, I can imagine having larger like, uh, chicken coops as well. Like, instead of just being a fence, it could be, like, higher tiers where you have, like, more chickens in the area. Like, I can imagine that sort of thing. RP gel, gel RP sucks. <laughs> oh, we got a hog tie clip. There it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, 
let's look at some of this though. If I don't have a freehold, does that mean I can't own a home and miss out on content related to this? Not at all. There are several types of player housing available in Ashes of Creation, while freeholds are the high, highest end processing housing available. Players will be able to get citizenship at a node and customize their home by acquiring any form of player housing. Other player-owned housing options include static housing options available inside of a node, instanced apartments, and renting a room in an inn. Static housing and apartments provide other best in-slot access to certain furniture types, as well as unique bonuses only available to those types of housing. Good answer, right? Means that each have their own strengths and weaknesses, right? Some things are more included in one versus another. So they said specifically freeholds, highest end processing. That's your biggest perk outside of like, yeah. you know, tavern RP and all that shit too. Well, that's <laughs> another thing, right? Taverns, you can rent rooms. So like you can actually live yeah. in someone's uh, freehold if you wanted to. I mean, that would be pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, and you know that you can actually uh, customize like the different beds and stuff. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I if I ran it in, I'd, I'd roll as many high level buff beds as possible, you know? Yeah, because like, especially if you're near, near like a dungeon, not not like right outside dungeon, but you're close enough that it's worthwhile going to that tavern first and resting there to get that benefit or buff before you go out to that, yeah. that place. So, like, I feel like that's probably a really good <laughs> money maker. Uh, oh yeah, um, I was gonna say <laughs> if I ran a tavern <laughs> and I ran it with with, I'll wait till you get done drinking just in case. Uh, if I ran a tavern and I had nothing but beds, you know what I would call it? The casting couch? No. No? Something along buff the wood, buffed wood or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, buff the wood, buff, buff the wood. It'd be like, what are we talking about here exactly? And be like, well, that is up to your creative imagination. <laughs> a casting couch yeah that one's you know people come up with stories about what that means i'm gonna skip this next question about can my freehold protect me we know about that um can yeah. players steal from your freehold only players given permissions to do so will be able to do things like that okay but here's this note that if the node associated with your freehold is successfully destroyed during a siege event hackers yeah. will be able to assault freeholds and have a chance to pillage them for the resources also yeah also, like we said, when I when drive this narrative home, you're only safe in your what, everybody? Home on the freehold, which means you are you are open to potentially losing some of your stuff if you get killed on your freehold. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the, there was a question about animals on freeholds treated like resources, right? These can be pillaged yeah. after a siege. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, how close can freeholds be to each other? 100 meters between freeholds? What do you think of that? Hmm. Uh, it depends what 100 meters is like. Yeah, I gotta see it. Scale-wise, yes. But from what I... Like, I don't think you're going to be, like, looking down the street and you'll see, like, freehold, 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 freehold. I mean, you might be able to see two extra. I don't think it's going to be that major. I'm going to be assuming it's going to be be horizon to horizon sort of scenario. I reckon it'll be fine. Uh, he's not gonna, he, he, he doesn't want them too close together, so mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna be that much of an issue. I don't think so either, man. Um, 
Yeah, we talked about the maximum number. The number of free rolls on a server will vary on a number of factors, such as how players' actions advance nodes. At the moment, we're targeting low thousands for free holds on a server. But as we continue, okay. So you know what? What I'm curious about that. What does low thousands actually mean? <laughs> like three k. Yeah, I'd say I feel like less than five is pretty legit. Four is probably max. Three like to four k. I'll say two to four. Two to four K. Two being maybe if if nodes aren't advanced to a certain like, degree. It's low thousands, so it's gotta be at least two thousand. Can't mm -hmm. be one thousand, right? So at least plural. So it's mm -hmm. gotta be between two to four, so I'd say. It won't be if it was like middle thousand, like if it's like well, I don't know. I reckon three to four is pretty pretty on the money. Oh my god, there's a, nothing but beds. Nothing but beds, <laughs> all beds. I'm just going to go in ahead and pin that there until the end of the stream so y'all can go and enjoy what it, the masterpiece Alpina crafted for you. Let's hope that it's not too incriminating. Uh, let's, let's see here. Uh, maximum number of buildings up to six additional buildings is yeah. what we're looking at. Um, obviously, there's going to be a bit of variation in that depending on how you choose to do things. Um, we got the, the free haul cosmetic bit right. They talked about that on there. Um, you know, I'm not going to repeat that because Steven even mentioned it on the live stream. Um, now, yeah. the Ember bit we talked about too. And what does every free old building cosmetic go on? Going forward, you can now find the building list type below. There it is right there. They've got the whole list underneath that article. Very specific. That's awesome. Probably the best bit because now... For all the people that are like, they're never telling us it. They gave you exactly what it goes on. Yeah. Right. So good on Intrepid. Good for the community because a lot of people wanted to know. I'm making fun of some of the people who have been wanting to know. Yeah, because some of them aren't as much wanting to know as they were wanting just to find something to bitch about. Yeah. So I'm going to say that it's probably like this is probably like the fix. I think that they were going to try and see like what could like fit for each specific thing, but then it's like that's probably not work. Let's just let's just let them have free reign on it, and uh, all um, build houses uh, can go on any house or whatever, and we'll just let the art team to uh, work out the gradient between the house to the land around it. So if it goes sand, 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 and slowly go into uh, grass. So like I feel like it's it will work. Like. I'll, I think the artist teams will be able to work out, um, make it not look like a eyesore. Like he's always said, he doesn't want like any sort of eyesores in the game like that. So yeah. So let's talk about some of the information he shared. We'll probably, I think we can squeeze this in before we're, before the end of the day's show because literally today is just the show, guys and gals. And remember, yeah. it'll probably be a couple weeks till we come back. Uh, what did I say? The probably the fourth. Oof. So. Yeah. And it's gonna be oh my, it's actually gonna be closer to like three, huh? Three weeks. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. crazy, man. So okay. So it'll be closer to three weeks. Don't worry, we'll be hanging out in the Discord and chats and stuff, but um yeah. uh, I guess like what are the big points that came from the tangents uh thing? Vertical power struggle. He the one thing I think as I read over it, as it was posted in discord by Arthas mm -hmm. is he addressed 
the concern people had about the grind to 50, I think. Yeah. Right. So, you yeah. won't need to rush 50. This is what Steven was saying is that mm -hmm. uh, he agrees that there will be a level rushing vertical power struggle. He states you won't need to rush to 50. As nodes come online over time, people will reach level 50 before level or level three of nodes. Yeah. Um, it gives people that won't rush a chance to get freeholds. And they sell also that land management takes into account how much players are collecting resources from the land, adjust spawn rates automatically. Yeah. So I've I've actually watched it a few times. Okay. So you're gonna be our subject matter expert then. A few things that they mentioned is um, each node will have their own. So so obviously there'll be quite a few that were made for just gold, right? So you buy with gold. However, there'll be some that will, like have prerequisites, like um, some will require, like if you're in a military node, they'll need a certain amount of honor. Mm -hmm. A religious node, you'll need, need a bit of like uh, uh, favor. favor. Like there'll be different ones for different uh, nodes. But it sounds like to stop people from all being, so if it was all just gold, what would happen is, well, everyone would just get gold and then everyone that's got the freeholds are now just farming gold. Whereas if you got a prerequisite for farming or a prerequisite for fishing or a prerequisite for uh, mining. So certain freeholds have a second prerequisite before you can buy it. So that way it's not just all gold rush people. So that way the node still has a certain amount of uh, availability of crafting and uh, like uh, growing sort of things happening. It's not just like all one particular group of people buying freeholds. Because like if you just have money grabbers going for the freeholds, they're only going to keep producing money. They're not going to go for that's why they they want from what he said is he wants different freeholds for different playstyles. He doesn't want it all for the one playstyle. So that that sort of brings it a bit more easier for me. Because that means like, okay, if I'm going to go down the religious path I know there's going to be a freehold for me within the religious freehold because I'm going to keep going down that questing path and eventually I'm going to get enough favor to be able to get a freehold once I get enough money for it. But if you're going to invest all your time into money, then your only ones you're going to be able to get are the ones that require just money and not the other requirements. So that that sort of alleviates some of the stress for me is to say, okay, all these people that are just going to gun it for money are going to be able to get all the freeholds before I even get my uh, religious uh, stats up. Yeah. So that that sort of brings it, um, like, I think that should calm down the community a lot. So it's not, so it's not like, oh, no, like all the no-lifers and big guilds are just going to save all the money and just get it all. So if that's the case, and there's still going to be some left over for the, I'm hoping there's one for each stat maybe, or not stat, each um crafting or gathering or whatever so that way it's not because like if it's low thousands it's got to be like at least one or two per node per stat right or per skill so. yeah i mean what, what do you think about that do you think that's more reasonable than i mean i feel like it would be more reasonable i do yeah so that way it's not like because then if it doesn't get locked behind enough secondary element Everyone's going to buy it with just gold. Yeah, we got to freaking see how this stuff tests out too, you know, and like Alpha 2, that's the big thing. So many of these things have got to just be tested out so much. You know, because like um, it looks, it yeah. always looks good on paper, but players will yeah. find a way to like 
just completely manipulate things. So, um, yeah, God, like, like all of this I, stuff I, sounds I, great on paper, but you know, you got to actually go and get your hands on it and take a look yeah, at it. I think it would be, it would feel like a real sucky experience, like really bad experience to be walk around a node and see nothing but all the same sort of building setups because they produce the most amount of money so they can keep their freehold. Like if let's say they grow like one particular crop because it's the most yield and most efficiently, uh, most, most efficient way to make money. So you see every single freehold growing that same thing because they're all money grabbers. Whereas if you had a blacksmith and then you had a uh, tavern owner, then you had a uh, fishery and then you had a battle master, you had all these different ones and it sort of makes it feel more diverse and alive as opposed to all growing the same golden crops. But I feel I feel like that's what would feel good for me and bring in the immersion for me because you're, you're not just it doesn't feel like you're walking down the same path like it's not just the same freehold going past you every ten minutes. I know. Um, but there's one thing uh, uh, he didn't mention um, in the Discord is the another thing with the crafting bags. Certain crafting bags will have different benefits, not just the mm-hmm. what you can store on them. But how fast it can be looted. Oh, so that's interesting. So, like, there's other benefits of like if you want like uh, faster gearables or fast like um, like better storage or uh, or if you want like a locked one. So people like when you die, it gets locked and it takes them like ten seconds to loot it. But if you're getting attacked by another person, like, they can't loot it while they're getting attacked. So they got to focus on that first, and you might have enough time to respawn and go back to that location and get your stuff back. But then also with the, like, compared to this looting system, compared to, like, World of Warcraft, where you can't, you just pick up all the items and loot all. This one, if you don't have the right bag, you might not be able to loot the same items that I've got because they're different shapes. Yeah, so that's now interesting, when you, right? When you attack someone, you got to make sure you have the right bags to loot the right items. So it might not even be worth attacking that person that's chopping that wood if you've only got an iron ore bag. Well, not iron ore, but like an ore bag, you know what I mean? Like, so I've, they're, they're adding more, like, it's not, the intention isn't to make it hard for you to sort because there's an auto sort of function. They're, they're, what was it? was like, they were it as, there's different ways to gatekeep um, resource gathering. And one of them is like, you know, re- gather so many resources per day, or you only, know, like, there's lots of different things that they can stop you from doing. But the way they're going to gatekeep it is, by having time management. So do you want to, so instead of going out into the world and gathering everything at once, mm. you have to make a tangible decision to decide, okay, I'm going to go out there and collect wood. So I'm going to have wood bags. And if you go across like a really good ore, like, oh shit, I've only got wood bags. I can carry some ore, but not, it won't be as efficient as carrying wood. So you can't go out and collect everything you see with the bag that you got because you didn't intentionally go out to get ore. You got went out to get wood. And then yeah. it's like a time management thing of going back to base and returning stuff and going back and forth. So like they want you to really think about think hard of what you want to collect while you're yeah. out and not just go out there and collect everything and then come back. Right. I like that too. And Steven actually uh he he had some additional feedback and I posted the actual tweet and I almost forgot about this, but I want to read it to you. He said to add additional context for the question, inventory for alpha two will exist in two categories, spatial, non-spatial. 
Spatial inventory system will only exist for materials and gatherables. Non-spatial system will be the normal single slot inventory that's used for all completed items, i.e. gear, consumables, etc. Spatial system is intended to provide limitation and progression when everything in the open world is gatherable, requiring players to, like you said, strategize which things they choose to gather or not. These spatial inventories will be shaped in various ways that will make bag types more uh, conducive for certain types of gatherables, allowing players to specialize their capacity. And he said also sort is, uh, auto sorts the feature, which is actually something you mentioned, mentioned um, on that show as well. Yeah. So like, I'm also hoping like with rogues, rogues might have like a special skill where they can open, like open bags faster. I hope, I hope something like that exists for rogues. Because yeah. like, I'm also hoping that there's bags that have traps in them too. So like, if you open the wrong pouch, like explodes and does a little bit of damage to you. So then when you come back, he's slightly weakened or debuffed, and then you can come back and like just get him. Or like, if you're a rogue and you got a bag, right? You could like trap, like set a trap in your bag so when people come to loot it, something yeah. bad happens. Yeah. Uh, like I feel, I feel like since I mentioned that sort of bag mechanic where you can make it harder or like better, like different stats for the bag itself, which is really unique. I feel like there's going to be a class that can counteract that a little bit, which would, I feel like would be the rogue. LOL sim traps. Just because, just because I said that is like something I could do doesn't mean doesn't mean that like you gotta name them after me. Oh, dude, just for sim. Look. I don't know what to say here. I can't tell if I'm being like there's like shade being thrown or if this is like a potential like goodie for Sim on his alt character right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna just speaking keep going on it. Speaking of Sim traps, so oh, if we do play Baldur's Gate three, yes. Right, um, if you play a certain character, <laughs> you get you get given inspiration points for playing that character correctly. So if you're a rogue and you don't do rogue things, you you won't get that inspiration point. So that's true. You, yeah. But so as other players, like if I'm playing for you, I can choose to lock my bag so you can't steal steal from me, but you can still attempt it. It's like if, if a paladin sees like, yeah, that's if a sees something in, tra in trouble and they decide not to do it, they won't get inspiration for it. But if they help them, they will mm -hmm. get inspiration. So inspiration is like really like they've they've got really in depth with that game and I'm really excited. I hope we end up playing it. Yeah, we're we're waiting to like potentially do that one day, you know, in the future here. As a post potential post podcast sort of thing where we go and play Baldur's Gate three or something. We'll see. It's been discussed. Yeah. I'll be playing it no matter what. But if you want yeah. to play it with me, I'll I'll I'm down. I'm definitely gonna play it too. I'm just not sure if it's gonna be like because we'll have to see if Daedalus wants to play it too, because he's kind of uh he's kinda of like on the fence a little bit about it, I think. So Yeah, we'll I think he's got other games he's playing too, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um Steven had an analogy for players waiting for the development to be done. When you open a new board game, this was kind of interesting. People read the rule book. Yeah. Some players just want to play without reading the directions. Uh, they aren't building a game. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Moving on to the next game. They want longevity. So Ashes wants a game that where they're offering a social home, with people treating that home with respect and care. Um, people they hire do you uh know what it means to be that player playing that game so there's they've got a lot of focus on uh yeah who you know what they're cultivating both in terms of their staff and the philosophy for how they're going through the development process right now um that was yeah. the biggest thing i heard from reading that too um i think that, yeah go ahead 
it wasn't really saying like that was a bad thing though. No. Like, you're not a developer person where like you want yeah. to be able to rule. Like both yeah. both people have like good good points of view. Like I'm yeah. the type of person to play like these eight hour board games like uh Cosmic Encounter, Gloomhaven, like all these all these games that take like massive amount of time to play. Me and my friends play that a lot. To the point where we have to ban certain races because we've made like internal metas in our friends and it's it's, it's it gets, becomes a headache, but at the same time, like we all listen to the rules, we all understand. It's like we're not here to beat, like we're here to win, but we're not here to uh, undermine each other to win that game. But we all enjoy reading the rules, and so I, I get what you're saying with that. Mm-hmm. I really feel like he's trying to make a MMO D and D experience. I feel like that's because like a lot of these things aren't necessary, but he's adding them to for like like. For example, Baldur's Gate, right? You don't need to be able to steal from another character, but you can if you want to. Right. You don't have to do all these other sort of things. That, like, I'm not going to go into the controversial scenes, but I'm just saying, like, they didn't have to add 178 hours of internal dialogue, like dialogue within the game, but they choose to because it adds more depth. And like, they even removed um, like the prerequisites for multi-classing because they want you to play the game how you want to play. And I feel like. The more freedom you give to the world and that world responds to you, the better you're going to respond to the world. And I feel like that's what he's trying to play do with this game is make it a D&D experience. Like when I first heard of this game, that's what I thought of. It's like, he's trying to make a D&D so, game. He's trying to make a D&D game with no DM. Yeah, I feel like we've advocated for that. Um, I feel like we've, at least the majority of us here around this podcast, have definitely shown a lot of appreciation for the you know, the possibility of of that sort of being the approach that they that they take in regard to what it is that um well sort of like the the style and orientation of the game is that it will have a, a more heavily influenced um or that it would be more heavily influenced by D D in a way that allows for yeah. things factors and flavor like that to be there like you hear you hear a lot saying i want the players to make their own story and their own yep. their own uh mm-hmm. adventure yeah you know, it's like, he says that a lot like he, he wants you to go into the world and make your own story become your own character yeah. so like where it be espionage or um internal conflicts between two guilds two nodes um all these different things yeah, like Serena said, a choose your own adventure book where other people in the game uh, could be adversaries, friends, allies, or enemies, depending on the choices that they make and you make within the game. Mm-hmm. So these sort of freedoms is what what really make this sort of game. And I've I'm really that's that's the, the biggest thing for me because I'm a big D and D player, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of like yes, it's risk versus reward, and a lot of people are saying I oh, want a PVE server and stuff, and I'm just like it's not. Like there's PvP in most games, but you, you just try it out. And I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. Most people like it's a it's a world of imagination. That's what D and D is. Right. I also like when you know it's the same thing we've 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 continued to say. It's like if you don't want a game with PBX, the Nationals may not be the game for you because that is the game as it is. Right. They're not gonna go change the game to make sure that everybody's happy. It's an impossible task to do something like that. So, um. Good, subtle uh, role play can bring a world live. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's 100% true. Yeah. You could get a lot of that from PVX too. And I don't think that, like, a lot of times people realize that you can get that kind of stuff um, from a game that is PVX, right? 
lot of times people just see like, oh no, I could get ganked, and that's like that's that's the fixation. Yeah, um, and people, when people say role play, people think like, oh no, they're gonna be like, they're gonna start casting, they're gonna start saying Leviosa in the in the voice <laughs> chat and try and like chase me around the map. It's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not happening. Like, if someone wants to be the best blacksmith, they'll they'll build, they'll build up their freehold to be the best best blacksmith, and they'll they'll make their character name like uh, some dwar- dwarven uh, hardstone rock forge or something. And <laughs> rock forge, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's about being like if you want to be the best of that thing, you'll be like, I'm gonna make a real cool character name. Do you know what names I really like? What? I haven't seen in ages. We have one in chat that comes in every now and then. It's like XX something XX. Oh like yeah, this old like um, 2009 Call of Duty names. I really like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cringy, but good cringy. Yeah. So I'm really hoping to see more of them in the um. I don't know what his name is, but he pops in every now and then. And I, I is always that like that XXX name. antagonist one? Is that? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That, that yeah, I, yeah. I hope he hears this, but yeah, I really like those yeah. little names because it reminds me of like the old, good old days of just like uh, Call of Duty, the twelve-year-olds um, mic spamming and right. It gives me good times, but yeah, like yeah. You know, I think a really great name is Squeaker Static. <laughs> like I'm not, i've never used it before but that that's like such a good like in my opinion annoying sort of like shooter name like you go by squeaker static you just got killed by squeaker static yeah. you immediately know what that sounds like if if you played a lot of you know shooters or just games in general where yeah you know you, you bump into the youngsters with bad mics yeah yeah <laughs> Um, we're kind of at the end of our show today, aren't we? That's, that's actually the topics we've, we've hit on the cosmetic stuff. We've hit on, uh, the freeholds article that was on their website and we touched base on some of the information that was, uh, noteworthy, uh, to kind of discuss you hit a little bit of the Q and a on the article as well. So there we are, everybody, uh, much love homies. This is again, we're going to be off until, uh which really it's only going to be two episodes you're going to be kind of missing missing yeah. the next episode is more than likely going to be uh august the 4th at 6 p.m cdt that'll be friday august the 4th at 6 p.m cdt that is very 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 likely going to be the next uh our, our next podcast episode it'll be on this channel Atreus, there you go um everybody much love I appreciate everybody being here and joining in. I know we didn't get all of our usual people here because some people probably missed out on uh, the the note that that's that's the deal. But people will eventually sort of acclimate to change and um, know where to actually find the show on on the days that we're doing it, which is no longer be Sundays moving forward. So everybody, stay tuned. You'll see the events. Always check the events in Discord if you know want to know what is where and when because in our Discord, which we can share here. In chat, you can you can always look at the events. It'll show you what channel, what what content, where and when. Okay. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for joining us, friends. The future's looking good. Looking forward to catching up next time after the developer live stream, which will probably be a little while after for this next one. Um, but Armored Cell, why don't you shout out your domains? Let people know where they can find you when you're not on the Pathfinder podcast. Yeah, uh, you can find me on uh twitch.tv forward slash armored cell. 
And uh, much love, everybody. I will be catching you on Discord in the meantime. Uh, we'll have a couple weeks off, but we'll be back with the most of the crew in the next next one or two episodes. So before we uh, close, remember that all Pathfinders are all the people that are part of this, not only live show, but those of you who listen uh, or watch over on YouTube, all the podcast places. Much love to you. To Intrepid Studios, and until next, well, until next time, Live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We're going to see you again real soon. Bye for now. Good night, everyone.